Karen Pence teaching at an anti-LGBT school. Follow that. Brazil's new president. He's a he's a Trumper. What? Yes. Yes. Um, transgendered teen reality show. Uh-oh. That's no, 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 no. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Man, no. Ireland doctors are standing up. Really? Yeah. We're going to talk about that. Oh, they had that big abortion thing yeah. over there. Yeah, lot, the last, law kicked yeah. in January 1st. It's nope. some good stats. Oh, I'm going to save it Uh-oh. Okay. for later. Okay. Hey, wow. y'all. Thank you for joining Cross Politic. It's good to be with you. Make sure you share the show now. I, I got like, a question. Like now? Yeah? Already? How, how come Keith McCarty didn't make it into the intro? Well, we're getting to it. I, was, I had it all set up, and he's now you messed it up. He's not good <laughs> enough no, to I'm make it. Branch, the water boy. Chuck Knox, you know, Pastor Knox, Toby. Knox, I was wearing the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I flew all the way out here, and I wasn't in the intro. Oh, man, your arms must be and tired. As, I mean, it's just, man, it is horrible. As oh. you guys can see, we have an East Coaster in the room. Uh, That's from right. Keith That's Curdy right, from Virginia. Virginia represents. So Virginia frustrates me a little bit. I say frustrate, okay? <laughs> uh, because you guys, University of Virginia took Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett, Coach Bennett, was here at Washington State University, and he turned yeah. the program around. He basically Christianized their basketball program while really? he was here. Oh, wow. Me and, me and my father-in-law used to teach a Bible study over there, and Dick Bennett would come. Uh, his, the, his dad, who was coaching at the time, his son was assistant coach. Wow. They were great. They wow. Were, they were and where did they go? University of Virginia. UVA, baby. Oh, I, I, I got to tell you, I was at the car rental place. I flew in, grabbed the car, and the guy said, hey, where are you coming from? I said, Virginia. And he went, dang, man, you took Tony Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are so right, right out of his mouth. <laughs> we, I said, we that is it. awesome. It's like we noticed. We I mean, it's like uh, great. That's what I'm famous for. Uh, that's what I'm yeah, that's what Virginia is here. And Tony Bennett's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we wanted to thank our corporate sponsors before we kind of get into this. First, uh, Learnly.me. Hey, Learnly. Homeschooler, we have an app for you. Mm. Learnly.me. With you, Learnly, you can capture your family's learning anytime anywhere yep. as it happens. And it's all pushed into a digital portfolio that allows you to create classes, grade work, and generate transcripts and reports with a single click. Which is important for homeschoolers. Or maybe two clicks. Because I work at New St. Andrews, yeah. and we want transcripts to be quality. Yeah, right. Yep. So, and for cross-politic listeners, you can use discount code LEARNLYCROSS, LEARNLYCROSS, mm-hmm. uh, to get 50% off the first three months of, on a monthly subscription plan. On top of 30 days free, free. And you can cancel anytime. Yeah. Big thank you to Learnly.me. At least check it out. Check it out. At least help us check it out and tell them that you sent that we yeah. sent you. Okay. Big thank right. you. And then Tenacore, you guys, uh, we, we've already brought this up on the show. Those are nice. But these patches, the only way you can get a cross-politic patch you got is, one in your pocket? is oh, through sweet. Look at that. our relationship with Tenacore, concealed carry holsters. Not just concealed carry. They also do regular holsters also. Okay. Uh, Tenacore is an American design development and manufacturing company Focused on creating concealed products built for every day. Every day, right? You, every day. You can still carry every day. Huh? Yeah, that's right. Uh-oh. Yes, uh-huh. I do. E- every day. And uh, if um, you believe in protecting people, which we're First Timothy 5 Christians. Right. We believe in protecting people. You don't protect your own family. You're, you're worse, worse than an unbeliever. You're worse than an unbeliever. That's right. Question. That's right. Yeah. Anybody else carrying? Uh, well, I know you're carrying, so I just was like, hey, hey chocolate's got me, so I'm oh. good. I'm carrying a pocket knife. Uh, like, well, <laughs> well, you got your pants on, right? Not in a gunfight. So not in a gunfight. I, I, I had to fly here, but if I was in Virginia. Keith gets yeah, out. Keith gets out. Yeah. Yeah. Be there. You know, man. So, but Tinnacore designs holsters for Glock, Sig, Sig, and Smith & Wesson. Okay. But not, not enough for what yeah. I carry. And, and so, I'm going to buy a Glock just because I want one. What do you carry? 10% off. Smith & Wesson, 45. Yeah, he's. 
but not the not the forty five. They don't make one. For oh, the they don't make yeah. forty five. Mm-hmm. Not forty five. Um, and so the discount code you guys can use is cross politic. So actually, go to the link cross politic for ten percent off, and they send you a cross politic patch. And the reason why I bring this up also is because we actually had a listener design this for us. And they are oh, lovely. A, a listener. They're awesome. I, I need to, I just lost my notes here real quick. I put that on my backpack. Where'd it go? And I have a really nice Oakley mm-hmm. backpack. Like, no. it's a nice, and I've ruined it. I just put that on there. You just put the crossbow <laughs> studios I, 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 did, I, did I love the care. colors. I love the colors in the flag. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's like, and, and actually, the white um, uh, yeah. is go, uh, at night is... Um, uh, it glows in the dark. glows in the dark. There you go. Gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so bad. Right. So, Serge, our boy Serge... Developed this for us, Thanks, and Serge. you guys can go to his website, spokendesigns.com. Spoken like speaking, mm. spokendesigns.com. Thank you, Serge. Give him some business. He hooked us up. We Thank love you. we love that patch. Last thing, really quick, yes. Christ Church Missions Conference coming up February eighth and 9th. Doctor George Grant will be here. Yeah, Douglas Wilson. Yeah. Um. The the theme I think is like how why we win. I don't know. Can't remember what it is. Post mill. Post mill. Yes. Yeah. The, the thing well, like Jesus all, wins of everything because all evangelism is post mill. Yeah, you can't right? be all right. Evangelist. That's, 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 uh, that's coming up February 8th and 9th. 8th and 9th. Check it out. It's called Gospel Victory. You know, and, something like and you guys can visit NSA while they're out here. New St. Andrews yeah. College is having Prospective Student Weekend. So, Prospective. Yeah. Go to NSA.edu. Check know, it out. And then stop by the studio. Oh, man. Great. If you, you guys, town. if we have club members or listeners yeah. that come out here, let us know. We'll, okay. we'll do something. So, what did Karen Pence do? So, Karen Pence. All right. So, um, you know, Vice President Pence's yeah, yeah, wife, Mrs. Pence. Right. I mean, I feel kind of funny calling her Karen. She's, she's, she's <laughs> like the, right. the, respect the, the office. She's like the wife of the of the Vice President. Yeah. So that, Mrs. Pence, that's the right. second lady, the second lady, second lady. We, yeah. yeah, which is a weird term, but second okay. lady. That's yeah. actually the official yeah. term for her. Yeah. Um, she wanted to go back teaching uh, at Christian school, so she actually taught Christian school education. For that 12 government years. shutdown is hurting, huh? <laughs> yeah, she's like, I she's need like, to make some money for us some because money, we are going to make that government shutdown. Like, woo. I'm pretty sure the vice president is still getting paid, and guys. So the she, vice president is getting don't paid. Don't seem yeah. like it. She got to go get <laughs> another go job. But she, so she went to go teach. Uh, she went back to teach at Emmanuel Christian School, Emmanuel Christian in Northern Virginia. She taught there for twelve years while Pence was a senator or, or mm-hmm. a congressman or whatever. Mr. Pence to you. Uh, yeah, Vice President Pence yeah. to yeah. me. Yeah. Right. And which, by the way, we're trying to get him on the show still some someday. He, you worked that out. I'm, I'm working. I'm working. Ooh. My contact in the White House, he's helping. Ooh. He's helping. You better not say you, that on You know the show. who you are. He knows, he knows I own a six-pack of beer if this happens. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, just lost that. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a buddy. He's being, he's being great. Anyways, long story short, uh, she goes back. She goes back. She taught there for 12 years. Yes. Now she's going back to teach again. Yeah. And the media's hmm has gone bonkers over this because this school does not accept uh employees who engage in homosexual lesbian sexual or activity condone. And, and transgender or condone so on the employment application so the media found this you know they're they're looking all over the place on the employment application she says i it says i understand that the term marriage has only one meaning the uniting of one man and one woman moral misconduct violates the bona fide Occupational qualifications for employees, including but is not limited to such behaviors as the following heterosexual activities outside of marriage, premarital sex, cohabitation, extramarital sex, homosexual or lesbian sexual activity, polygamy, transgender. I mean, it it covers the whole thing. Right. You mean mean it's an it's a Christian employment application is what you're saying. Yeah, it's biblical. Yeah. Well, and here's here's I mean, we're we're entering into this. I mean, we've been in it for a while, but this new zone where you do anything Christian and you're a public figure, and you're going to get lambasted for it. Well, well, just, just think about this. If somebody went, um, there's a there's a Muslim congresswoman. Yeah. Now that's right. Yeah. And and what if she's teaching part time at a Muslim school? Yeah. And in her employee agreement, it says that she's going to abide by 
Muslim dietary restrictions. No bacon, no dogs. Right. <laughs> well, where's the media freak out? Not even that. Not. I mean, it, it, they should be freaking out about her already because, like, at her um, uh, celebration party in January when she when she got you know put her she put her hand on the Quran. I think. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ellison they, started that, so that's nothing. They, yeah, yeah. nothing. They had a party that night, and she had Muslim Brotherhood sympathizers at the party. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But nobody's freaking out. Nobody's freaking out. Right. Yeah. A Muslim being a Muslim is yeah. okay. It, but a Christian being a Christian, yeah, teaching at a Christian school, right. and the, the and the freak out, yeah. which which tells you, of course, that the, there's a there's another there's an alien standard at work here. Of course, right. So so they're they're assuming the center, and assuming that there are certain things that are acceptable and certain things that are not acceptable, and they are requiring Christians to bow to that standard right. in their own right. circles. Right. So that's yeah. what assuming the center is. Yeah. But of course. Christians have left the center wide open. Yeah, that's right. By not claiming the center ourselves. Right. And so the, the secularist comes in and says, by my secular standard, you're a hater. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's then right. media freak out Q. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we don't, we're not worried about the Muslims. Yeah. No, not at all. Right. Yeah. But, 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 we're literally... but, Christ, but Christians evacuated the center. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, we don't want to, we don't want to enforce our values on other people. Yeah. yeah. Rather yeah. than say, well, no, Jesus is Lord of all. And actually, because Jesus is Lord of all, there's actually room for people to disagree with us. Yeah. Right. Because he's Lord of all. But yeah. you don't you don't have freedom of speech, you don't have freedom of religion without Jesus being Lord of all. That's right. That's yeah, right. but I don't understand why they're freaking out. They don't want to send their kids there anyway. <laughs> right. They uh, want your you know kids I mean? to go no, to public no, school. No, it's blasphemy. Right. That's, that's I, what this is. This but, is this but, is blasphemy. But we haven't I mean, we've actually helped this in one way or another through our American history when in the sense we stop we start forcing people to not discriminate. And so all of a sudden now we've come to further down the road where it's like, well, we don't like what you're doing. Uh, and you, you guys are discriminating, so you can't discriminate. And right. it's like, instead of letting, you know, no, if you don't want to serve black people at your establishment, then don't serve black people at your establishment. Uh oh. You know what I'm saying? Did you just say that? Yes, I did. <laughs> and, yeah, absolutely. If yeah. you don't want to serve Hispanic people, but, but, don't but serve Hispanic un- people. Un- unpack this. Because I, here's how people deal. follow this. When, when discrimination, when you're forcing somebody not to discriminate, then where's the limit? Now, all of a sudden, Christian people who want to have their standards. And where they can discriminate against something that they don't believe in, they can't do that anymore. Right. And and especially when there's an ambiguous or alien standard assumed. Absolutely. So on what basis is it right for the government to say that you must not do that? Right. Exactly. If, if it's a, if it's based on man's standard, my feelings right now. That's right. That in twenty years and in forty years and in sixty years, it can be something else. Yeah. Which is what has happened. H- had we continued on now, like okay, you know what? We don't have black people at our schools. Well, you know, during that time, some of the most historical black colleges were designed, right? You know, and were yeah, made. Right. And all of a sudden, you had a competing market. Yep. To the point where people were like, "Whoa, these these guys are smart." Right. Yeah. It destroyed the stereotype of what black people were like. Right. Yeah. Because of the competition, the same thing with the with the NBA and then the black basketball league and the uh, the baseball league too. It's right, like right. let them compete, and then all of a sudden you see a natural merger happen. Well, it's kind of what's it's, happened actually so, with like homeschoolers, for example. Yeah, exactly. I mean, nobody like homeschoolers were these freaks yep. in the woods yep. and then all of a sudden some of them start acing sats yep. taking over the start, world you know yeah. start acing all this stuff and, and the, college and, recruiters and college are recruiters are, are like we want them yeah well this is what's hilarious about accs which is the association of classical christian schools all those schools what does that mean um no because keith is uh, his school he was chair death. he was chair of a school that is in ac <laughs> is in the accs hey, hey david yep. yeah right keith, keith it's a special thing come on <laughs> keith, okay. keith knows what i'm saying come on, come on. And uh, so I recruit New St. Andrews College recruits in the ACCS schools. Yeah. And over the last couple what of years, what college you work for? 
um, New St. Andrews College. Oh, is that a good college? Dot edu. Do they, do oh, they yeah. pay for that sponsorship? <laughs> no, no. I, I got to work on it. You're <laughs> dead right, um, though, Pastor. But I, over the co- past couple of years, I've seen so many college recruiters start to pour in to, to the ACCS schools. schools because these kids oh, yeah. work hard. Right. They get good grades. Right. They don't, uh, you know, fly off the deep end morally, right. and they finish all four years of college. Right? Yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. They finish all right. four years. Turns of college. out, right. excellence matters. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. you actually you you submit yourself to the Lord Jesus. You follow his his pattern of life. Yep. And excellence actually emerges by the grace of God, and people are attracted to that a- excellence. Amen. Just to piggyback on that, this is why we don't need to be crying for our place in the certain positions. Build our own. Yeah. Let our hard work and our yeah. excellence present the new center right right so that we take it up we don't have to fight for space you don't want us in there we'll build it we can point out the hypocrisy we can point out the the idiocy and there's lots of it but yeah we don't want to play the victim card no absolutely not and 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 have them you know come cater to us because then we're just playing right into their game well this is interesting brazil's new president okay he got uh uh put sworn into office in january so he just got i want want to hear you say his name uh, you want me to say it? Uh, oh, get, um, your, get your popcorn ready. Get ready. Get, get your popcorn ready. Jar Bolsonaro. <laughs> or, or is it Yar? Yar Bolsonaro. Mm. I don't know. It's either Jar or Yar. Whatever. Anyways, mm. his inaugural mm. speech, he said, he, this is his first speech in yeah. the sworn office. He says, We are going to unite the people, family, value the family, respect religions, and our Judeo Christian uh, tradition, combat gender ideology conserving our values what does it mean by combat gender ideology well i think all the all the gender dysphoria confusion the, or general the, dysphoria the, the confusion the trans that's going perversion on the, trans all that stuff yep and then he says brazil is going to return to being a free country free of the chains of ideology my electoral campaign listened to the call of the streets and forged a commitment to place brazil first and god above all and god above all and that's incredible so, wow. So now is a good time to be an evangelist. Oh, is, do we know what yeah. kind of Christian he is? I'm, I'm assuming don't. he's a Christian. I, I'm assuming, yeah, he's Christian. He's not, he's I, not Mormon? I, my guess is he's some sort of Catholic. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd I, be my I'm, guess. Yeah, I'm curious. Right. Um, but he's preaching it. Roman Catholicism is big in Brazil. Yep. Um, but I know there are evangelicals. Yep. Um, yeah. I also know that there's like uh, it, evangelical Catholics. Now, why'd you say right. he's pro-Trump? Uh, because he said Brazil first. Oh. Oh, yeah. uh, he's like taking a play out of Trump's. I place myself before the whole nation on this day as the day in which people began to liberate itself from socialism, mm-hmm. from the inversion of values, yep. from big government, and from political correctness. I That's like incredible. I'm moving to Brazil. Oh, okay, so I need to know how to say his name. Yar. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. You, you just keep going. Okay. I'm going to look up his name. All right. This is, this is crazy. They're TLC runs a transgendered reality TV show, TLC. And this, <laughs> this has been going on apparently for, for a while, and they've been following around oh this dude whose name is Jazz Jennings. And uh, they're talking about one of the shows recently, they're talking about actually throwing a, um, I don't know how else to say this without, um, a farewell to penis party. Mm, I need a warning. Uh, do you have warning. a beep? Can uh, they beep it out? It, and, and so, and, and, and the, and the, the son, the jet, the dude who wants to be a girl, um, says, this is a quirky and fun idea. Seems like a cool thing. I love making my dad uncomfortable with this whole mm. party concept. What you just said is one of the most <laughs> insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> I can't, there's nowhere it's, to, there's nowhere to go with that story. It's nothing to do with that. It's just disgusting. Yeah. It's, it's. 
it's absolutely depraved. Yeah. And yeah, and the, the fact that this is being carried on cable television. Exactly. And yep. and again, the great media freakout that Mrs. Pence is going to teach at a Christian school right. that has right. Christian values. Right. And meanwhile, TLC it's has celebrating. A farewell to man parts party. Party. Yep. And everybody just just trundling yep. right along. And this is just Roman. Like, what, what do you have this- for tea? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. what, what do you want to order for lunch? Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, while they're eating their salad. It's right. foul. They were going to make a cake and everything and all this stuff. Oh, it's disgusting. But this is Romans 1 going oh, right yeah. into the right oh, into yeah. the wall. Given right? over to it. Given over to it. When this you is, stop worshiping God as your creator, you go insane. Yeah. But this is, again, you know, there are so many other things on TV. This is, of course, at the top. But my wife and I, we got cable because I like football. Yeah, it's I know, sports. man. Yeah. And so I just. <laughs> ah, ah, all right. That's our, that's our secret handshake <laughs> on the show. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was a really bad one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very bad one. But, no, but, but, it started yeah. that way. But I, mean, no, I, I, I hate thing, to yeah. say this, but that's like toxic masculinity going on. Uh, <laughs> hey, we're going to have to talk to you about that. We'll get that. <laughs> we'll talk to you. But one of, the, one of the things on TV is that one of the problems is that while I get all the sports stuff, there's a bunch of other channels uh, that I would never watch in a million years. Right. And, and yeah, there's right. just so much junk on there. They're trying Even the commercials on the sport channels. You know, I've seen Darren don't talk about this. I think he's right in a lot of ways. Sometimes when you have to make people's heads turn, when you have to get the attention because you got markers and you're trying to make money, you're not even worried about the art anymore. You're not worried mm-hmm. about if you believe in the worldview, you don't care about any of that stuff. You're just trying to get somebody's eyes to land on something long enough to keep their attention. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what is it that's going to get a reaction? Right. And that's all they're chasing right now. Yeah. I don't even think that they're, Honestly, I think they're grossed out even by the whole idea, but this makes everybody look, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? And so one of the things that we've been doing is like, no, we're not going to, nope, nope, no. not even going to give that a moment. Yeah. But I was thinking about this. This is why we need to be making television ourselves. Yep. Yep. Good television, mm. television we want to watch, stuff that our fam- we can sit down with our family and say, it's going to be good. There's not going to be any farewell parties right. happening. But that's <laughs> the thing. I mean, we've been watching. I mean, the thing is, is we've been saying farewell to man parts for a long time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, in all of our television watching. Yeah, I mean, when when men sit there and watch women be exploited on television, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. For money, yep. you are unmanning yourself. Miss America right. pageant, right? Yeah, that's I mean, that's what we're doing. <laughs> so, so this is actually just the unveiling of what we've been doing for decades, for a long time. That's that's Hollywood, that's and, and, we've been, and we've been paying for it. Christians have been paying Sitcoms for it. Sitcoms like Friends. We've been yeah. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You that's can good. run around like that and not act like a man. Yeah, it is okay. toxic. Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah absolutely. When we come back, Keith McCurdy, you talk about raising some sturdy kids. And what else? We got that Gillette commercial. We'll yep. talk about that. Yep. Honestly, guys. And, and we got to talk about March for Life. Okay, maybe, I, maybe we'll do that third I second. haven't seen yep. the Gillette commercial because I've been spending 26 hours a day in prayer. So I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> More cross politic when we come back. I'm just spending time You're with so the Lord. Holy. You're oh, so holy. You. Don't you see the no, halo? I've no, been no, going. Learning doesn't just happen, you know, from 9 to 3. Monday through Friday, right? So you you take a trip as a family to the beach and you find a tidal pool or something, you know? And so you can talk about that. Well, you can snap a picture of the tidal pool, uh, you know, record some comments that the kids have made and then upload it to your timeline. And there you've documented a learning opportunity, but it wasn't necessarily, uh, you know, at home with a textbook, with a book. Learnly lets me keep track of them, you know, individually. My older students can log in and um, keep track of their own learning, log that, that information in, so a, a math test or a history paper or whatever, they can take care of that. So Learnly really helps me to just stay on top of the documentation piece. Hey-ya! Whoa, don't. 
So good. We have guests, Dave. Oh, man. Guest. Welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Thank you for joining us. Thank you especially to our members, those of you who support us monthly. Uh, Ooh, your yes. gifts, your, your, your support is invaluable. And we are in a brand new studio. Man. It's our second week recording here, which we're really grateful. And we have for- internet. And we have internet. Wow. Oh, praise the Lord. And yep. um, we have Keith McCurdy with us in the studio, which we're really hey thankful. Is this oh, the yeah, go ahead. I'm just watching yet. the commercial. Is it? We can't hide from it. It's been going on far too long. We can't laugh it off. What I actually think she's trying to say. Making the same old excuses. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. But something finally changed. Allegations regarding sexual assault and sexual harassment. And there will be no going back. Because we... We believe in the best in men. Men need to hold other men accountable. Smile, sweetie. Come on. To say the right thing. To act the right uh, way. Bro, not cool, not cool. Some already are. In ways big. Yo, men, And small. I am strong. I am strong. But some is not enough. So how we treat each other, okay? Okay. Because the boys watching today will be the men of tomorrow. So, I got a question. When they say men, yeah. what do they mean? Yeah, right. Well, they define uh, define men. So what do you think? What do you think? Um, this is your first time. So, yeah. my first natural reaction, I guess I see what they're going for, but... Um, what are they going I, for? I think what they might, I'm not as offended as I've seen. So I've heard everybody be really offended. I'm a little upset. It's like, it's cause I've only seen it once. Is that what it is? <laughs> I need to see it more than once. Okay. <laughs> well, the whole thing about the cat calling and all stuff like that, yeah, like, sure. honestly, when my guy, my friend of mine, I see him checking out the girl longer than he needs to. I always ask him, like, is that your wife? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I've always done that. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, so I'm kind of like, where y'all been at? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like y'all don't get. And what standard are you pulling from to talk about a man? I'm that, so confused. Yeah. What's that? Right. What standard are you talk, pulling to take, talk about a man? And what's wrong? What's right and wrong? Yeah. Right. Yeah. What's wrong with it? Um, Keith, what do you think? Well, you, you know, when you watch the ad, it, it it's interesting because part of it, like Knox, what you're saying, almost comes again, almost lines up with chivalry. You see a piece of it, mm. but then they blur it. Yep. Right. You know, they take they take a piece of what we know to be good and true in and how we raise our, our boys into men, but then they blur it. They distort it in the commercial and they try to get us to believe it's really something else. How do they blur it? What what do you, what do you mean? Point to like the, the blur. Well, I, when you watch that, you know, they they're demonstrating an idea that being tough, being strong is going to lead to necessarily bullying, going to lead to catcalling, going to lead to, you know, it's. It's like if you raise your son to open a door for a woman, you know, what you will get is, oh, you're saying we're weak. No, we're saying you're valuable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're saying we're we're cherishing you. If a man opens a door for a woman, is he being like the man in the in the in that business right. room who says what she really means is right. Is, is yeah. that demeaning yeah. to pay uh, for uh, your date's dinner? Right. 
Right. And and so we, we've taken something that is part of raising our sons into young men and created a different angle, an yeah. angle to, to, to get us to believe that's bad or that's wrong now. Here's, here's the thing that I noticed, uh, I, um, and maybe it, it took me several watches to see this, actually. Yeah. But there's a story arc to the ad. There's a story arc. There's a, there's a beginning and there's a middle and there's an end. Yeah. Um, the beginning is the man looking in the mirror and he's doing some self-evaluation. And, and the, the voiceover says something like, you know, uh, we said we wanted to be the best kind of men we could be. Have we really? Yeah. And you have this montage of scenes of uh, basically uh, toxic masculinity, sinful masculinity. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't really like that word because the pagans invented it. But, but you know, so you've got bullying going on. Yeah. You've got um, cat calls. You've got, you know, the grilling t- burgers. Well, you get there. Yeah. But, <laughs> right. but you get there. But, you know. A fair bit of it is pretty obviously, you know, men leering at women, being obscene yeah, um, right. sexually and so on. Yeah. It's a bunch of mistreatment of, of women. Which Gillette and their sponsorships have done. Hold on. Hold on. Hold uh-huh. on. <laughs> <laughs> pointing out the hypocrisy. But then you have, a, you have a turning point in the ad. And it says, but then something changed. And you have a, the face of a media reporter. And she's reporting on sexual allegations being reported. Mm-hmm. And then another face pops up. And then and there's a whole montage. There's a whole. It's like a you know uh, a checkerboard yeah. of media faces, sure. and they're reporting on sexual harassment allegations and sexual abuse allegations and accusations. Mm. What is that? W- what happened? That's their priest. Yeah, right. setting them up as a hero. Yeah, but what, yeah. What, what 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 moment in time are they referring to? Monica Lewinsky. No. Oh, okay. Bill Clinton. <laughs> Bill Clinton. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. That's, they're talking about me too. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, me they're talking yeah. about the yeah. last year or so. Right. Yeah. Right. And, yep. and all, you know, from, from uh, Weinstein and, you yep. know, all the rest of them and down to, you know, presumably Kavanaugh. It's I probably, mean, yeah. but at the whole, you know, last year, this whole year of me too. Yeah. Then something happened and you have all the faces pop up and they are the high priests yep. that have revealed the, the evil of Expose toxic masculinity evil, yeah. or whatever, sin. Right. Um, and then the voiceover says, and now we can never go back. <laughs> because they repented. Well, that's what's happened. Like, and so, and <laughs> right, then, but here's and, a, here, and that's but the here's, turning point. But here's part of the thing is like, there's no real repentance in right, this commercial. That's, that's exactly yeah. right. So there's the turn, no but, real true there's heart this change. turning point, And yep. then you have all these so-called positive results of that. And, and so you've got, you know, the, the dad running down to break up the two kids fighting and you've got, um, you know, yeah. the, the, the guy boys, step, boys will be boys. The, the guy yeah. stepping in saying, "Nah, bro, no, nah, nah, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. look that way." Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, you know, defending women, uh, yeah. and then the dad running over and defending the boy that's getting chased. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you have, you know, that's that's the you know that's the, the the change. That's the change. That's the result of the gospel that just got presented. Well, I, yeah. okay, I had a question for you. Wasn't that already happening in Christian families when we raised our boys correctly? Right. Weren't we already? Is it? Don't we already do that? Right, but that's but the thing is, is what they're doing is exactly what you said a minute right. ago. They want our chivalry. In the they want the right. fruit of Without the spirit. Standard, yep. They want yep. they want the the fruit of the gospel, and they want it without the gospel. Yeah. That's right. They yeah. want it with a that's different good, gospel. Yeah. No, they want it with a different mm, God. Right. Yeah. And the sad thing about it is that they beat us to making the ad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's 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 actually the problem with true. this is that not yeah. that they made it, right? Because that that's has been always been their worldview from the beginning. Right? Then something came. Well, what, what was that changed. voice? Right. Jesus died for your sins. That's exactly then something right. changed. But they're saying me too yep. came. Yeah, right. And right. and now you can repent and become a new man. Yeah. Uh, there's a verse in the Old Testament. I always think about. Sharon always brings it to my remembrance. How that people in the world like our morality. It was that they love to come to your gates and hear your singing, 
right? Yeah. But they don't want to obey your God. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And right. it's the same thing. They yeah. like they like the standards. They like what it brings. They like the order it brings, but they don't want to actually obey the God that brings those things into yeah. existence. Right. And so, just imagine if in the montage, though, just for example, um, if during the positive, you know, the, after the change, yeah. so to speak, um, you had a man walk into a Planned Parenthood and rescue Ooh. his wife. Yeah. Oh, then man. something changed. Yeah. And, man, that's, well, we need to do that. What, what would, ha- do what would have happened commercial. if during the montage you had a man standing at an altar promising to never leave his wife? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Then something yeah. changed. Right. right. Bam. But, but so, well, it, but that would, con- what that would confuse, I mean, you know, that, it, that, that would confuse fit. morals and values, which is what we, why we do what we do with issues and agendas, which is what's behind the commercial. Right. You know, it's not based on morals. Right. They're trying it's, to claim, they're trying really to claim the space of morals and values right. with, with issues yeah. and agendas. Well, I'm just wondering, like, it's, I remember, what was it, 10, 10, 15 years ago? No one was in the religion business. Right? Religion bad. But, but Gillette just but, got religion. But all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. Gillette's in the moral and religious business? Oh, yeah. Right. As this, is, this is every bit as moralistic as an open-air preacher. Me, too, is in the religious <laughs> business? Yeah. Not, that every, more, not that open-air preaching has to be moralistic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, saying. but... Yeah. but yeah. It, this is a great time. God has given us a great time yeah. and a great stage to be loud about yeah. morality. Yeah. Yeah. By what yeah. standard? Yeah. yeah. But where did you get these moral values? Where did you yeah. get these virtues? How do we know that's good? Yeah. How, exactly. how, do, you, how do you know that's good? Because we would agree that's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And, but but what about you know? Is there ever a place for a dad to say, "No, hold on, let them fight it out"? Right. Sure. Right. Yeah. Of I'm course. gonna ask you, Keith. Oh, absolutely. There we go. Ever, absolutely. Yeah. If I want to make a sturdy son, is yeah. there a moment in which I and what, what would that moment be when I say, "Hold on, no, no." Let them let them finish. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would tell you that you know, younger boys have to engage in a physical way as part of their development, and that doesn't mean we allow bullying and things like that. There is a difference between the, you know the problem is we go black and white with all this. Right. You know, it, it's either all bullying or it's all good. You know, right. there's no middle ground. The reality is there's a lot of gray. Yeah. There's a lot of gray when we're raising kids. Well, it's a messy deal. Wisdom has to take messy situations and That's, say, son, we what you did them. here was right. really good, but what right. you did there was right. not so good. Right. Yeah. And, and encourage and feed so the healthy good, good arm right. lock. Don't kick your brother in the back. You can punch him, but not below the belt. Yeah. 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 Well, it yeah. depends. <laughs> I mean, some boys need to get knocked out. Yeah. Some boys right. need to get yeah. their face well, leveled. That's, that's you know? the thing you don't see. The commercial is what led up to the scene they showed you. Yeah, if he was right. grabbing other girls behind, I hope my son knocks and the, the other, boys' yeah, face off. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Did something happen and he decided to take the kid down. I mean, again, that's where when we don't have a foundation of, uh, on transcendent truth, right. we, we don't have a way to evaluate anything. That's right. And so then it all goes on what we feel in the moment. Yeah. What offends us in the moment? What doesn't offend us, you know? Well, and of course, you know, Gillette, I mean, obviously this is ultimately virtue, virtue signaling from Gillette. Right. Um, they, they've sponsored NASCAR before, and there's this picture going around the internet where Gillette had 30 women in tight, blue, tight suits with Gillette on their buttocks, and, and they're taking pictures basically of their women yeah. with their backs to the camera right. on their buttocks right. and everything. I mean, like, they've, they've been doing this for years, using marketing, yeah. you know. List- well, and let's be honest, which one is better? Listen, you can be with Gillette, who's been around for a long time and said a lot of this has been okay. Or you can be with the Christian church who said this is not some this is and never grow a beard. Been. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and be gr- the Christian right. church right. and grow a beard. But, I mean, <laughs> this is one of the things like they don't they've never had a good standard on this. This is like right. virtue signal. Well, yeah, right. It's it's not really a standard. That's right. the thing. Yeah. yeah. There's an agenda. I, I think it's right. connected. I, I we were talking a little bit before the show about the new guidelines that just came out from the yeah. American Psychological yeah. Association, the APA. Um it, there's an article that accompanies it that says 
traditional masculinity marked by stoicism, competitiveness, dominance, and aggression is on the whole harmful. Right. And if, and I would stop you right there and say, that's not my definition of traditional that's masculinity. Strong, that's a strong you know, and, and the problem with yeah. the APA and things like this, I mean, if you back up a little bit, 10,000 foot view to psychology, you know, What's like what the field of psychology has done is said there's no transcendent truth. Truth is in the individual. Right. And it, it, the moment you say truth and all truth is within the individual, you've now lost the compass for life. Right. And so what that means is there, if you think about psychology, in the field of psychology, there's no agreed on underlying theoretical perspective on what is healthy. Right. Mm. It's all based on dysfunction. You line up 10 people in my job and you say, you know, here are these symptoms. What's, what's wrong with Johnny? They'll give you two or three diagnoses. But if you say, all right, what is a healthy child supposed to look like? They're, they don't know. They, they can't know. answer. Psychology can't answer that. Psychology wow. doesn't answer that. Or you get a hundred different answers. Well, so, so psychology only kind of answers what's bad about people. Well, psycho- it yeah, doesn't, doesn't give answers for what should be good in people. That- right. Well, the, you know, the study of psychology, the whole idea of studying the mind, behavior, thoughts and behaviors and emotions that took a turn with Freud and Freud made it therapeutic. Right. And then all of a sudden with Freud now psychology is what we can do in a therapeutic process. That doesn't mean all therapy is bad, but there's difference between therapy and a therapeutic mindset. And that mindset is it's all about fixing a problem. It's not about what really is healthy and we should target it. It's like this article APA is trying to say, this is what masculinity should be. My question to APA is, well, where's your standard? Well, well, where'd you get where, that? Where'd you get it? Well, my question to you is define biblical or define true masculinity. Oh, man. I, I think we've got to look at character development. We've got to look at Deuteronomy 6 and press these truths into your children's lives. You know, my goodness, you know, we have a plethora of what a strong individual looks like. Some of that is physical strength. Some of that is emotional strength. Some of that is humility. You know, those characteristics that we see borne out in family, Christian families that raise their men and their women. And it seems like, how about, a how, lot about, of, how about this? How about this? I'm sorry. No. I was going to say, what if we said masculinity is uh, stoic, competitive, dominant, aggressive traits used sacrificially in obedience to the word of God <laughs> yeah, for the good right. of others. Yeah. Right. For right. the good of others. Yeah, yeah right. obviously. They have, yeah, that's really good. But, I mean, because yeah. I, but, uh, my point is, I, I mean, all by themselves, I grant these characteristics. Being dominant can, can, can be a bad be, thing. It can be a bad thing. Yeah. But, it can, but it can also be a faithful thing. Absolutely. Right. Well, and the other thing that's so clear about this, the reason, you know, what's obvious, where is their list for toxic femininity? Mm. No where such is, things. All where, right, that's enough for you. <laughs> Whoa. Where, yeah, where, right, Keith. I mean, seriously, right, where, yeah. where, is, where, where is the APA's guideline on dealing with distortions in, in who a woman is? Yeah. When's Gillette going to do When well, is Gillette going to talk about toxic femininity? Yeah. When is the Me Too movement going to acknowledge there are powerful women that do victimize men yes. of lower standing. Who now, have falsely accused and correct. gotten men lost their jobs. And, and professionally, I deal with it. I deal with it in the lives wow. of teenagers and young adults. You work where, in the sewer. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes both ways. Sin, sin does yeah. not discriminate. Toxic you mean, matriarchy. You mean women are just as fallen as men? You know. Yeah. Right. Oh! Well, right. no, no. That's the thing, actually. <laughs> if the race conversation is far ahead of the, the sexual conversation. And one of the things we figured out in the race conversation is that people who are the minority can't be racist. Oh, right? yeah, they can't sin. That's right. They can't sin. Black people can't sin. The reason is because they don't have the power to implement yeah. their uh-huh. 
their racism. Right. So anyway, and they've they're, redefined. They're running the same play with, with run, the female. You yeah. better believe yeah. it's yeah. coming absolutely. with feminine. Yeah, yeah, They absolutely. have less power. Yeah, less good. power, so yeah. they can't that's implement their Even though sin. there's more of them. Yeah. But, and they, no, no, but see, the thing is, this is where Christianity. <laughs> there's more of them. It's the sin. Yeah. Even if it never sees power, that's right, right, right. <laughs> right. You got the well, sin. It's, well, it's yeah. our it's our state of being. Yeah. Right. We are fallen. Period. Yeah. It's not okay yeah. just the to weak have the sin. and the powerful all sin. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The, the, you can you can sin. Doesn't it doesn't matter? Yeah. Uh, you, you, and and this is you see this in, in a lot of the household codes uh, in the New Testament. Right where you have you know husbands and wives, parents right, right, and right. children, masters, masters right. and slaves. Right. Yeah, yeah. All these. And there, there's power disparities, you know, we'd say sure. in the modern, you know, power disparities, um, influence disparities, uh, you know, all these things. Yeah. Um, but that Paul doesn't say, well, since you're the wife and you're weaker, you have no responsibility or your children, right. you're weaker. And obviously you're, you're vi- being victimized by your parents. Yeah. No, he treats them all as being um, moral agents. Yeah. Who are yeah. responsible for their actions and their reactions, yeah. whether the other people are treating them justly or not. Yeah, he teaches regulation within those, those spheres. Yeah. Well, he doesn't it, remove them. Yeah, and in those power disparities, there's also responsibility disparities that, that sure, are supportive yeah, right. of those. You know, right. you, sure. you know, you talk about submission, you know, but the man is called to be Christ-like. I mean, and he's he, responsible for the state of his right, home. Right, exactly. He's going to answer for more. Yeah, it's, it's not based on a weakness. Right. Yeah. It's just different. Mm. Right. Mm. Yeah. Well, really but, but even but Peter doesn't mind saying that she is the weaker vessel. Yeah, sure. And, right. And, right. And so there is there is a weakness. That's right. But it's a glorious weakness. Yeah, it's, that, it's, yeah it's, that's a better way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Those are one of the things we actually need to be taking advantage of is glorying in yeah. those weaknesses. Yeah. As well, yeah right. Too, right. So, yeah, more cross politics. We get back. Um, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Can we talk about raising some sturdy kids now? Have yeah. we have we fleshed yeah. out the Gillette <laughs> raising sturdy <laughs> kids and walk for life? Oh, walk yes. for life. All right. Yes. Here we go. That next on cross politics. How important is it to you um, to be involved in your child's education? How important is it to you to um, instill your values in your child? How important is it to you to be a part of something that's a little bit bigger than you? How important is it to you to have your child be a part of something that's just a little bit bigger than them? Everything that I wanted for my children's education, every question I asked, Classical Conversations was the answer. Don't do it, Gate. Don't do it. I see you over there. Don't do that. I'm going to drop some lines right now. (laughs) Don't do that. Stop. We have guests. Welcome back to Cross Politic (laughs) on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't already, share the show. Hit, give us some likes. Yep. Comment. Ta- tag your friends. Tag Vice President Pence because we supported him in tag, the show. <laughs> tag your enemies. Tag Gillette. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're really grateful to have Mr. Keith McCurdy in the studio with us. Thanks for being with us, Keith. Thank you. Glad um, to be here. Keith's worked with families, children, parents, and individuals for over 30 years in the field of mental health. You might have been wondering, like, why is he talking about this stuff? Well, now you know. He's a professional. He's worked with more than 15,000 individuals and families. He received his Master of Arts and Education Specialist degrees from James Madison University. He's currently the president and CEO of Total Life Counseling Incorporated. He's licensed in the state of Virginia as a licensed professional counselor and licensed marriage and family therapist. Oh, no. He's a therapist, you guys. Uh Uh-oh. He's a therapist. We heard about that. Security! 
That's why they they called me. Keith provides counseling and consulting services as well as a variety of workshops on improving parenting skills, building strong marriages, and maintaining healthy relationships. He has developed and regularly offers parenting retreats entitled Raising Sturdy Kids. Mm. Some of you might remember we had Keith on the show. I don't know. A year year ago? A year and a half ago? A year ago. Check out the archives. You can catch them there. Um, This is meant to help parents operate from a correct paradigm with their children and is extended and customized this powerful program for schools and students. So he's on his Northwest tour. He's with us. He's stopping by the Cross-Politic Studios. He's also um, been a consultant and speaker nationally with schools um, inside and outside the world of classical education. He's on the board, or were you at the board? Used to be at the board? I just rolled off. Uh, Faith Faith Christian School, Classical Christian School in Roanoke, Virginia. Peter Bauer, brother Peter. And uh, he's also been featured on Cersei Institute's podcast. Um, on cross politic, are we on there? We're, We're on, on the website. Woo! You made it to your bio. Yeah, we made you it. All right, yeah. all right. Let's do it. Right. Let's do it right, yeah. baby. Yeah. 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 See, you know what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. A significant part I, of his I, work. I'm going home with a mug. Yeah, he is. Significant part of his work has been helping parents understand the needed benefit of allowing their children to struggle to learn to do hard things. I'm sorry, and, you must have read that wrong. You said no, struggle. No. Struggle to learn to do hard things. He's huh. an avid outdoorsman. Actively involved with Boy Scouts still? Uh, Trail Life USA? Still? Just fit. My son oh. uh, is an Eagle Scout oh. under the old order of the Boy Scouts. Oh. And so we are here. here. We, we actually just, just rolled out. About out. Okay. Yeah. All right. And yeah. he and his wife, Lenny? Uh, Lenny, yes. Lenny have been married for 24, coming up on 25 years. Coming up on 25. Oh. Yeah. Two children. Gordon. And uh, great. Very good. There you go. Now, now you know Keith. Now you know Keith. Yeah. Keith, now you know our audience. Great to have you back. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be so here. So struggling to learn to do hard things? That's where I was ready to go. What you talking about? Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's so funny. I'll give you a, maybe a good intro to this. I was on a plane to Dallas. Promised Land. Six, yeah. six, eight months ago. Yeah. And uh, the guy sitting beside me brings his computer up. And I was just enamored with what he's doing. He was a Major League Baseball scout. And so he's, he's looking at players and stats and stuff. And so we start talking. And, I, and he asked me what I did. And I told him. And he went, oh, my gosh. He goes, oh. He said, everybody we get these days, all of our young players are so stinking fragile. He said it used to be guys would give their eye teeth to play in in the major leagues. You know, four of them would live in a van by the river eating ramen noodles (laughs) to play on a team. He said, now we're professional babysitters. He said, the players we get today are beyond where players used to be physically and a skill set, a physical skill set for the game, better athletically. He said, but emotionally, he said, it's, 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 it, they're, they're fragile as all get out. Wow. Wow. And, uh, wow. and, I, and that's a, that's a bad mixture. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Have a really super big and athletic, strong, yeah. strong fragile capabilities yeah. and to be fragile. Yeah. yeah. And so it's yeah. interesting. I mean, he shared that with me and I'm like, no, nah, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I said, like, well, actually that's what I deal with. Yeah. And so we ended up talking the whole time. So what, how does that happen? Well, how do we get there? You know, it's interesting. I, ultimately, where we get there is we remove struggle out of the lives of our kids. Uh, you know, I pick on psychology a lot, not the professionals in the field, because there are a lot of great folks in the field that do great work. But psychology in and of itself, you know, we really turned a corner with Freud, and everybody says, well, we don't pay attention to Freud. But Freud, but the field paid attention. To Freud. Yeah. Freud infected and, the field. Yeah. And Freud t- turned the corner and basically took psychology and said, we're going to turn it into a therapeutic monster. And with psychoanalysis and two key things Freud did, I, I mentioned this earlier, I think, um, you know, Freud made us think therapeutically and two big things happened. The first was he said, there's no truth 
outside of the individual. There's no transcendent mm-hmm. truth. It's all within the individual. So every every person's emotional experience is correct. Right. You know, it has truth in it. And the so se- how can something be wrong? Right. Exactly. Well, exactly. How can yeah, something when you be- do that, everything is subjective. Yeah. If I'm offended, then what you did is offensive. Postmodernism. Uh, well, the there you go. Yeah. 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 And, and the second thing Freud did is he, he told the field, in essence, and it takes a professional to help you figure that out. Right. Right. Now, that's the field. Which is kind of <laughs> well contradictory. Uh, yeah, it is. It <laughs> yeah. is. It takes an objective professional to help you figure out your subjective truth. I'm the professional. Yeah. Right. I'm the standard. And, I'm and the what, professional. And, and what that's done to our children, because it, Freud didn't directly affect our parenting, but, but Freud effect infected the field. Yeah. And then what happened is all of a sudden the field took over, especially with the behaviorists and then now with the progressive humanists, their role as the experts on raising kids. You know, it used to be, you get two generations back to my grandmother, and uh, if they had a problem with their kids, they went to one of three resources. They went to their parents or grandparents, generational wisdom, yep. uh, or they went to their pastor, yep, yep. because you know what, the pastor's probably pretty informed about how God says to raise kids, right. or they went to their students, their kids' teachers. Yeah. Or to the belt buckle. Well, or, yeah. or to discipline. We skipped the belt buckle. Yeah. But, but the idea is I got now, that one first. But, but now, <laughs> yeah, right. they run into a problem with their kids. Who do they call? They call me because the field of psychology has convinced them that their children are dysfunctional. Parents think psychologically. You know, one kid, it's funny, we talk about masculinity. One kid smacks another kid and the parent thinks, oh, no, what's wrong with Johnny versus all children are little criminals. They they lie, (laughs) cheat, steal, hit each other. It's part of their development. It's why we have to train them. Right, right. But as soon as, as parents give up that role, instead of now taking the mantle of it's our job to instill Christian character values morals in their life we're now afraid of them doing bad things and so we keep them happy but uh, there's also some under uh, some other worldview issues that, try to keep and, them and they're sadder than ever yeah absolutely yeah well that's an interesting thing you <laughs> sorry know, you think about I mean we'll talk about meds right now we have over 8 million children under the age of 18 on psych meds yeah we have over this will kill you over a million kids under the age of six on psychiatric meds over 275,000 under the age of one no now you think about that. You go back to 1960. How many kids in 1960 did we have on psychiatric meds? Zero. The first uh, funded pharmacological studies by the government on psych meds for kids was in the mid 60s. So maybe they were on them before, but they shouldn't have been. I mean, you know, yeah. we don't have those numbers. Sorry, yeah. And the, yet we had the lowest rates of anxiety and depression right. in our children. And today we have the highest. It's like the definition of insanity. Like just keep doing the same thing. And, and hoping you're going to well, get different results. Well, actually, do more or, of it. Or, or yeah, yeah or the, 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 the cure is the problem. Right. Like yeah, the right, medication yeah, right. is driving the problem. Yeah. Right. Well, yep. and, and we got to be a little careful of that because some meds help yeah. with some things. Yeah. But the field and, and the yeah. path we're on with meds, right. with diagnosis, with, with diagnosis and things like that, it's it's well, especially when we've started with this presupposition that parents are not equipped. To parent their children, right? Yeah. I mean that—that's a—that's right. the fundamental failure to take that away when God Absolutely. so specifically says, "I've given this task to mom and dad." Yeah, and and it's overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's messy. Like, you bring a little person home and you think, ah, absolutely. You know? And and but at the same time, God says this is your job. Yeah. And when God gives an assignment, He gives us He gives us the tools, He gives us the ability, right. He gives us the grace to obey Him to complete that assignment. Right. Right. God says this is good for you. It's good. So, yeah. so parents losing their position as parents or being afraid to be parents is part of the reason that our kids are turning out soft. 
Yeah. But what what are they actually doing in that process? Because they're still implementing something. Well, the, well, the other thing, t- too, is this. I mean, we, we have gone from a, a society, a culture. You go back 100 years. You know, we've gone from where life was hard but simple. Yeah. And life right now is very easy but complex. And in that process, one of the things we stopped doing is we're not giving ownership of life to our kids anymore. Yeah. If Taking you go back, their dignity. Yeah. yeah. If mm. you go back 100 years we began requiring children to be functional members of the family as soon as they demonstrated functional yes, ability. Uh-huh. So yeah. as soon as John... <laughs> you can grip something. You're going to play you're that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'll tell you a story. A buddy, a buddy of mine's a missionary. This will, this will kill you. And he was, he was living with some tribes in South Africa. And uh, he, he noticed that a kid was guarding the livestock. And he asked the people in the tribe, you know, what's the deal with the kid guarding the livestock? And they said, yeah, well, you know, wild animals come in, try to kill our livestock and the livestock's part of the life of the village. And, and he said, okay, but how old's that kid? He's he was like seven. And he said, well, why, why is he guarding livestock? And the response killed him. The, the response was because seven year old boys are really good at poking stuff with sharp sticks. Imagine <laughs> and, that. And, and think of this. And He's not strong enough or big enough to do these other things, but as soon as he is, he'll be doing them. We'll have another seven-year-old right. doing that. Yeah. So we, we, you know, we, we used to, in families in this country, we used to meet our children where they were functionally and then give them reason to use it. Da- yeah. David in the field. Absolutely. Take care of his dad's right. flocks. That's He's right. like, I've been killing lions and bears. I mean, right. what, what middle school boy doesn't want to kill something? So so right. what, so so right. Right. Like, usually they want to kill the wrong thing and you well, like, right. but if you actually put them out in the field and said anything comes in this right. field kill it yeah and so when we've m- removed the normal turning over of ownership of functioning in this world we've removed struggle so how it, do parents that's what I was introduce going. it yeah how how do we give how do we them get struggle <laughs> oh man how do we make I, our kids uh, struggle wait well, I I tell parents four things. I mean, number one, I say the first thing you got to do, you just don't go in and break bad on your kid. Right. Because you don't know why you're breaking. I mean, you break bad on. I I know. (laughs) Now, the first thing you do is you have to figure out what your family identity is. Who are you? Who's God called you to be in a family? And that starts with, with figuring out, you know, what am I saying yes to? And what am I saying no to? What am I allowing in this family? One way to, to look at that, you know, the acknowledgement, nothing is neutral. Yeah. You know, everything has an effect. Amen. So start asking the question, the things you say yes and no to. What do I gain? What do I lose? You know, it, it's like I had a head of school ask me recently. He said, uh, he said, just your opinion. Do you think we ought to allow um, uh, cell phones and iPads on field trips? I know what you're going to say. But, you know, I, I don't, I mean, the simple <laughs> question is, well, what do you gain? What do you lose? We're not having iPads and cell phones on field trips then. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. You know, and yeah. so as a family, you, you know, the parents have to start asking, what are we saying yes to? What are we saying no to? I pick on Knox, you know. What are we saying about video games? What are yeah. we saying he about... Remembers. I do. Yeah, he remembers. He remembers. Yeah, yeah I forgot. <laughs> I tattooed it, baby. We're going to have that conversation. <laughs> but, but, you know, what are we saying yes to? Do we say yes to sleepovers? Well, you know, sleepovers no. 20. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, you know, I'm sorry, why? you were saying no, something. No. Well, you know, as an example, and this is not meant to be scary to parents, but sleepovers 20 years ago may have been all right. But statistically today, the incidence of first introduction to illicit substances or inappropriate sexual contact yep, at sleepovers yep. is through the roof. Mm. Wow. Yep. 
So why in the world, you know, yeah. so the first thing you do is start figuring out, you know, who are we as a family? What's our family identity? Because we're supposed to pass that on to our kids. You're not making this easy uh, for me. Because no. what I want is I want the three things to do. Well, that's one. Here's number two. But okay. no, you're making it all about me and what I need to start doing, not what my kids <laughs> well, need to start doing. But that's the whole point. God gave the job to you. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. The second thing I tell families is this is the ownership piece. Stop doing so much. You know, do less and require more of your kids. Look at what they're functionally capable of. I was at a school yesterday, and I had a group of, I don't know, 250, 300 parents. Here's the question I asked them. I said, what in your home that you do for the, the functioning of your home, what is there that you do that your child, unless they're limited by physical ability, can't do? Raise your hand. Now, I've asked that question for the last two, three years all over the nation. I've never had a hand raised. Mm. And then I say, well, how many of you are turning all that over to your kids? None of them. Mm. You know, and so the question is, now, so now, now one of the reasons is because it's easier. You know, if, if I'm going to tell my little kid. It's hard to teach your kids oh, to do that. Man, because they're going to screw oh, it up. So he's they're saying gonna, it's my fault. But that's, I mean, that's, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not working through that problem. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> but that's training. <laughs> it is. We're to train them up. Right. You yeah. know, and so we've got, yeah. if we're going to, if we want them to own it, we've got to own it. That's yeah. right. And so then the third thing is connect cause and effect. Instead of worrying about trying to monkey with rewards and punishments and figure out what's going to get some outcome of behavior, which is really what, what parenting has become. Let me read this book, Get 10 Gimmicks, so I can get either stop the behavior I don't like or start a behavior I do like. Well, the sad reality is the only control we have over a kid is before they crawl, it's called location. We can put them there and they can't get away. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, our job shouldn't be outcome focused. It's input focused. Mm-hmm. And one of the issues we have as parents is we never fully give our child the problem. You know, the, the question I ask parents, I say, you know, think about the behavior that drives you crazy. Well, you'll know whose problem it is by who gets the most upset. You were the kid. Mm-hmm. And the parents are like, oh, oh man, I'm the most hurts. upset. Whose problem and, and, is it? And what yeah. cause and effect does is it properly places the problem where it belongs. You know what I mean? Yeah, because so now what I'm what I'm hearing is that the struggle that I'm supposed to be having for my kids, it's really a struggle I'm supposed to be having for myself. Absolutely. So because it, it, you think about scripture and what it tells us about struggle, whether it's Romans or James, beginning of the book of James, yeah. and I will absolutely paraphrase. Consider pure joy when you face trials of many mm-hmm. kinds. Mm-hmm. Develops perseverance, you know, the ability to stick with it when it's not fun. Yeah. Perseverance must finish its work so that we're mature. I mean, struggle, I tell parents all the time, that verse. That is the sausage making of parenting. That's the process. <laughs> yeah. And if we have eliminated that process, how on earth can we get to the target that it developed? Well. And then the fourth thing, fourth, yeah. fourth thing. He's not done. Is, <sighs> is limit technology. <laughs> Baby, it's got to have a small footprint. It's got to have a small footprint. Yeah, okay. I don't have a problem with a small and, footprint. Yeah. And, and you've got to ask the question, what do we gain? What do we lose? Yeah. You know, yeah. we can't argue the fact anymore um, that, not all, but first-person stimulus response video games are addictive, period. Doesn't mean everyone gets addicted, but they are addictive. They're addictive by design. Yeah. And, and so we've got to ask ourselves, is there any other thing that we would give our children if it's that addictive? Uh, depends on what you're addicting them to. It does, right. And so are you addicting them to playing the game? So it depends on what game it is. Game with math? Game with science, game. So there's all different, and so there's joy games too. Sure. Well, so that's well, that's the and that's where you've what got. What I want to come out at. That's, that's where I, right. Yeah, and that's and that's where you've got to say, what do we gain? What do we lose? 
Wow. And, and that's how you apply. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So yeah, yeah, that for for us, like I've loved the technology helps as a tool to get me to get my kids if, somewhere else. It, you know? Think about this: if if the if the underlying purpose of the technology is resource, it's healthy. When it begins to blur into entertainment and filler of boredom, it becomes unhealthy. Yeah, and actually, the entertainment side for me has been really good in pointing out sin in my kids. Sure, if so, it stays <laughs> in this range. Yeah, but, absolutely. But, but I would suggest to you that's a resource. Mm, See, yeah, absolutely. If it's yeah. solely yeah. entertainment, filler, boredom, you know, because boredom, you think about this. I hear from employers all the time when I do business consults, they, the biggest issue they have with millennials is they can't make a decision. And when we eliminate mm, boredom, yeah. we eliminate two necessary processes, the one of development of creativity mm. and decision-making. That's oh, wow. good. That's and, good. So, and so if we fill every moment of our kid's life, typically with tech, they're not developing those skills. There's yeah. no template for it. You know, as you're talking so, about the need for parents to embrace this struggle, yeah, I think this ultimately begins at the struggle of, of, of being willing to embrace family, yeah. Embrace yeah. marriage. Yeah. A- embrace yeah. bringing children yeah. into the world. That's right. right. I mean, this, this weekend yeah. is the March for Life yeah. Yeah. Oh, in, yeah. in D.C. And, and you know, we have all these people walking, and it's glorious. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, I think it's one of the biggest events in Washington, it D.C. It doesn't get covered. Every year that <laughs> right. doesn't get on the news at all. <laughs> right. Um, but, but that's, I mean, that's what we're ultimately walking for is we're, we're walking for, we're standing up for um, the embrace of the goodness of that struggle. That's right. Absolutely. The goodness right. of, right. of, of right. bringing people into the world. Right. Uh, Absolutely. Of, of being married to one woman, one man, Woo! for your whole life. Yeah. Ma- man up, man up. Hey. Yep. Get yourself a wife. Preach past. Make her a mother. Hey, now. Yep. And bring a lot of little people into the world. And Amen. baptize them. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's being pro-life. Well, and, and that's un- being pro-life. Underlying all this is this is why it's so important to have a biblical view of the world, of human nature, yeah. Yeah. of who we are in Christ, because either... Man has fallen and needs to be saved, right? Or man is kind of good and just needs to be tweaked with a little medication right. along the way, absolutely, right? right? And so that, uh, so everything you're talking about right. is either if you don't understand the presupposition of our fallen nature in raising children, yeah, yeah, right? right. You're 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 gonna be you're gonna be well, just tweaking your child as they grow and as they get older. Well, you're gonna be tweaking, right. but also you're gonna be retreating. It's I mean, right. we're having less and less kids, like, you know, maybe one, yeah, and right, just yeah, conk right. them out with drugs yeah. right. and send them off to the psychologist because yeah. Yeah. we don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you see that in this is blessing, that Jesus died and rose again yeah. to make all things new, yeah. and the gift of his spirit gives us the power, the joy, the delight to Amen. wrestle with the difficult things yep. in, this, in this life. Yep. Right. Um, we find there's sweetness in it. There's joy in it. There's glory Amen. in it. Amen. And you got to fight, laugh, feast with your family. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And yeah, right he, now. He's about fighting, too. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's fighting and laughing and feasting, too. Right now, you can bring your offerings on up. <laughs> we just want to thank you right now, the Church Across Politics. We're just so grateful that you decided to be with us. Thanks, Thanks for joining us, Keith. It's yeah. great to have you. Across Keith, Politics. What's the website, Keith? Keith? Yeah, what's the uh, website? TotalLifeCounselingInc.com. Say it one more time for me. TotalLifeCounselingInc.com. Mm. Mm. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids... Baptized. <laughs> <laughs> and until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast on the Cross Politic Fight Left Feast Network. Until next week, God bless you.